Hello everyone, welcome to Chat Club. I'm your host, Alan Hilchey. Only one rule in Chat Club, everybody talks about Chat Club. Today's episode is going to be number 22. Today's episode is going to have an interview with a life coach. Sit back and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Tracy Underhill. Welcome to Chat Club. Um, hello, Chat Clubbers. Um, I'm with Tracy Underhill. Uh, Tracy's been a life coach professional for many years and a nurse. So I want to thank you so much for taking the time in this unique profession that seems to be coming to the forefront. Tracy, I've been on your website, uh, impressive, really easy to understand what you offer. Just want to say that it's a really nice website. So Tracy, just tell me about your background and you know your education, your biography for the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first off, thank you so much for having me on here. It's an, it's an honor and I, I absolutely love uh, sharing and expanding. A lot of people aren't aware what's out there, uh, and that's why they get stuck where they are. Um, they feel like they've maximized everything. So yeah, a little bit about me. Um, I am a mom of two. I have, uh, my boys are young men now. They're 22 and 24 years old. I am married. Um, I've been a personal trainer and uh, doing exercise plans and meal plans for people for over 25 years now. I've been a uh, nationally competing athlete. I've been a registered nurse for over 20 years and I have three separate um, kind of science type uh, degrees. I have countless different certifications in things on top of my on top of my university degrees, considered also as a naturopath therapist and certified in areas of this holistic um, health and wellness. So I do NLP, I do hypnosis, timeline therapy, I do guided meditation. Um, I do this, what's called neuro-linguistic practitioner and work on that. I've done that for many years, along with the energy work, essential oils, touch therapy, uh, crystal use and Reiki. So I, I kind of combine all of these different tools that I have and I've kind of changed the definition of what I do. So over the years, I've, as a personal trainer, integrated all these other things. And I kind of look at myself now as this integrative, functional, transformational coach and healer, which, okay. it, yeah, it kind of sounds like a mouthful. It's a little bit more than a coach. Um, but yeah, so that's, I, I guess that's where I got started. Um, as a personal trainer, kind of going into my nursing, um, then getting into my nursing and seeing people as holistic beings, as their physical, mental, emotional, and their energetic or spiritual side of themselves, which has kind of brought me to where I am. I have self-published uh, one book uh, in the last few, I guess, back in 2016 on clean eating. And it's also part of my, my journey and who and what I am. Yeah, yeah. so... That's a lot of stuff, Tracy. That's <laughs> awesome. No, so when we get into this uh, life coach, can you explain to me what what is coaching? What what do you do for your clients? Yeah. So really, why I've changed the definition of what I do because coaching and life coaching is essentially helping people progress through their lives, um, helping people um, gain this clarity of where they want to go in life and to have more fulfillment in their life, whether it's their day-to-day, -day, their career, uh, or in their relationships. And when 
kind of changing that definition of what I do is because I look at the holistic person. I don't want to just help people progress through their life. I want to help people create a life that lights them up. So um, something where they're not just progressing forward or moving to the next stage, but just creating that greater sense of uh, fulfillment. Does that does that make sense? So you're basically you're creating like coping mechanisms to get through your hard times. Also, just trying to build like taking step A, B, C, D, just kind of going up and building themselves. So they, if they have a relapse, they can always go back to what you've basically sketched out with them. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, that makes all sense. Now, what areas do you focus on, like in your coaching? It's, it really, everybody's, I look at everybody as an individual. So I have a basic algorithm that I'll look at and then I go through, but whatever that person brings to the table is what I essentially look at. For instance, when I first started and evolving into this coaching aspect, I was doing personal training and nutrition. I'd have people put them on a plan. They would make progress. They would either reach their athletic goals or they would reach their um, health and wellness goals or they would reach their weight goals. And then a short time later, maybe two months down the road, three months, six months, a year down the road, they would connect with me again and say, okay, Tracy, I need your help again. I need another program. So we would sit down and chat. The same program they had would work for them. So this is where I started to really look into, okay, what, what is really going on here? Why do they keep sabotaging where the, the progress that they made? So it's looking at, so if they came to me looking to lose weight or have some health and wellness goals, that would be integrated in there. But I would really go back and look at what is their mindset? What is, what is actually going on that's creating this disbalance? What is actually going on that's preventing them from living this fulfilled life and reaching their goals? Yeah. So basically, this is basically why you decided to be a life coach, because of basically what you've seen. And so like you could offer so much more, I, I guess. Yeah. So uh, that's, yeah, that's exactly where I started with this and started integrating all these other tools. I, I like to give people the tools and the resources so that they can be independent of themselves. I believe that we all have that blueprint, that blueprint, sorry, for perfect health and wellness. I believe that we are capable of achieving our goals independently. Sometimes we just need some help. So I always found it fascinating when people would come and they, you know, had this self-sabotaging behavior. It's like, okay, well, why am I constantly able to reach my goals, stick to my goals and level up or, or reach these, um, whatever it was that I put my mind to reaching. So it's giving people these tools and the guidance. I guess I just don't like micromanaging. Yeah. And I don't like um, that hand-holding. I want to give you the tools so that you can be independent and not codependent. Yeah, I get what you mean on that aspect. So basically, I've read a lot on your website and you offer the three options. Is this normally or is it because you're very like very flexible and have a lot of different certifications and stuff? So I see the personal training, the lifestyles and change and the life-empowering coaching. Can you explain mm -hmm. some, like, these three options? 
what they entail? Yeah, so the personal training, um, you know, if you've got uh, personal health and wellness goals or weight loss goals and you just want an exercise plan and a meal plan um, to reach those goals, then I work with people. Usually it's a 12-week program. Um, I believe that it takes four weeks to make something a habit and it takes 12 weeks to make something a lifestyle change. So also 12 weeks is the... I I work with short-term goals of 12 weeks. So anything like that would be a 12-week period of time uh, with check-ins and, you know, that guidance, that motivation as well. So looking at the body and watching the body transform and and helping you uh, kind of guide towards reaching those goals. Um, As far as the, um, the, the life coaching side of things, it really depends because people bring different things to the table. Some people just feel stuck or they feel really depressed or they're um, tired of being uh, where they are and they believe that they have, they have so much more potential. So then I would work with them, you know, reaching, reaching that. So the program would look a little differently with, for that aspect for people um, trying to get unstuck in their life. And what was your other part of the question? Well, it was just like, just talking about your three options. You had the life, uh, just about your personal training, your lifestyles, uh, life empowerment coaching. So I kind of think you got everything in there. So flexibility as a life coach is important, right? With every client, because every client's different needs. Explain the flexibility portion. Do you like bring your work, family, that sort of thing? Like you kind of get a gauge, like in your initial assessment process before your coaching you have a sit down with them and can you explain the approach that you like to take? I know you, every coach is different in the process. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really strict with my process and I think, I think process when I first sit down with somebody is uh, important and kind of unique to what I do. So when I sit down initially and I talk to somebody, I want to know what it is. I just let you talk Um, explain to me what it is that you're looking for, what it is you're looking to obtain. I like to get a really good history, find out about any physical illnesses that you have, any mental stuff that you have going on, um, if you're stuck in a certain emotional. So I do an initial consult. Um, I don't charge for a consult. I sit down with the person and we just talk. I watch body language, I listen to the word sequence that people use, and then I listen to exactly what it is that you want to achieve with your goal with working with me. Um, The other thing that I like to do is I really like to meet people face to face. So whether it's by Zoom or in person, because one of the biggest and the most important thing with working with a life coach or with somebody to achieve this greater fulfillment in your life I believe that you have to have this feeling of trust and connection with the person. I meet with people face to face. Um, If they're underage, then their parents will bring them. And I want to meet their parents as well, because you have to trust me and you have to feel comfortable with me in order to do the work and to achieve your goals. So for me, that's that's the biggest thing. And and before we decide whether or not I'm going to work with that person or they want to work with me. My, my question is before we go any farther, do you feel comfortable with me? Do you feel like you can trust me? Do you feel like you can, you know, 
take this step. And if it's, if it's a resounding yes, then we'll take the next step. If it's uncertain, then we kind of look at, you know, why are you uncertain? Is it that you don't feel comfortable with me? Um, and I never take offense to that because we, we all have different triggers out there. The next thing is, if I don't think that I can help that person, if I feel that not so much out of my element, if I feel that, yeah, if I'm out of my element, if it's outside of my scope of practice, if it's somebody that I'm feeling that they're not being completely either honest with themselves or with me, or if I'm just not feeling the vibe, then I'll tell them. It's like, you know what? I don't think I'm the right person for you to work with. Let me get you in connection with, you know, there's a lot of different people uh, that I will connect people with Mm -hmm. because I, and I've turned people away before. And uh, just because I felt that I couldn't do them any justice that I felt that they would be better suited with, um, you know, I've got a list of uh, people that I really look up to and, you know, they, they might do coaching, they might do, you know, counseling, they might do something different, but I would point them in that direction. My biggest question, because my podcast is about mental health and trying to break the stigma and trying to, you know, break the silence and trying to get words out. Do you think life coaching can help with mental health challenges? Absolutely. Mm. Um, And I'll tell you why I feel so strongly and I can answer that with 100% assertion. I, where I am today is because of a combination of different things. I'll go, go back a few years. I was in an abusive relationship. I was in a place in my life where I felt that I had no direction, that I had no purpose. And I felt really, really stuck in my life. I was seeing a doctor, I was seeing a naturopath uh, doctor. I, I was seeing a clinical psychologist. I had already gone through all of these other things I was going to. I had so many different disciplines involved in my care. And I still felt like that there was something missing in helping me get out of this stuckness and to you know, live this life that I knew that I was supposed to live, that I was a birthright to live, um, or just having that fulfillment. I was feeling really depressed. I felt like, and I had this moment where I was feeling so lost and stuck in my life that I wanted something to happen that, um, <laughs> I get emotional even talking about this. Um, okay that uh, I just wanted something. I was actually driving to my parents' house and I can remember just driving along and just wanting something to happen to my vehicle that would have made my vehicle to have an accident and uh, taking the life of my two boys and myself. And in that moment, I, uh, I was doing using all these other disciplines. And in that moment, I was I looked in the rearview mirror and I saw the innocence on my son's face. He kind of smiled at me. He was sitting in his booster seat. And I thought, okay, there has to be something else out there. There needs to be something. This can't be the rest of my life to have this feeling. Um, I felt like I had maximized everything with all the other things. And I was uh, put in contact with um, a life coach slash um, practitioner that worked on mindset. And it really opened my eyes and gave me this sense of clarity that there was 
more to the life that I was living. And what happened with that, that mentor that I worked with, that life coach, um, that mindset, um, they were a, a neuro-linguistic programmer as well, they are a practitioner. What happened was in three months, all of these other disciplines that I had worked with, all of a sudden, everything kind of fell into place. All these tools fell into place. And in that moment, I started to live my life on purpose again. I started to find joy in things. I started to have this greater fulfillment and uh, became very much unstuck in my life and, and started to my kind of catch my is create this life that lights me up. And in doing that, that's when um, I decided that, okay, I need to get certified in all this stuff because there is an answer that can go along with all of these other disciplines to help people move forward. Uh, I was suffering from anxiety. I was having panic attacks um, because of after leaving that relationship, I was feeling depressed. Um, I had tried medication uh, for a little bit. I was still, you know, not sleeping well. I wasn't eating well. I was into this um, uh, body image issue uh, because of the relationship. Um, so I, I became bulimic. I, there was all of these different things and I wasn't taking care of my body anymore. I wasn't taking care of, um, I was, I guess I was just basically surviving all of this. So once I worked with this coach and this mentor, um, it absolutely changed my life. So this has really propelled me and uh, projected me forward in doing the work that I'm doing as, you know, as this integrative functional transformational coach and healer. Like I've got people that I talk to, whether it was in nursing and they felt stuck. There's, there is so much more out there for people. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, and what my belief is and what really helped me get to where I am today, you know, I, I believe that I went from being a victim to a survivor, but I was tired of being a survivor. I kept feeling like I was spinning my wheels, spinning my wheels, and I felt stuck to now being a thriver. And I think that all of that became possible because of the work that I now have become certified in and that I offer other people. Uh, and it, you know, you look at your doctors and your physios and your massage, they look and they work on the physical body, your nutritionists and your dietary, they work on that physical aspect of you. Then you go and you see whether it's a social work or a counselor or a clinical psychologist or a psychiatrist, they work on that mental aspect of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Well, as a holistic person, there's four components to us. We've got our physical, mental, emotional, and our spiritual or energetic side of ourselves. And our normal um, society, what they do is they work on the, the, the first two I mentioned, which is our physical and our mental aspect, right? Everything that's on the surface, everything that we can see, hear, and feel. What I do is I work on the other two. I work on those as well, but I work on the other two. I work on that emotional and that spiritual or energetic aspect of somebody because I believe that um, if if we don't look after the emotional and the energetic side of ourselves, then it starts to manifest itself in the mental aspect as well as in the physical aspect of things. And that's exactly where I was at. Mentally, I was out of balance. Physically, I was out of balance. And 
once I was in contact with this person that worked on the the subconscious, um, my mindset and my um, my spiritual energetic side of myself, that's when everything opened up and all of these other tools for the mental and the physical side of things kind of fell into place for me. It was all of this underlying belief that when, especially when I left that relationship, you know, with the, with the anxiety attacks and um, uh, the depression and the eating disorders and all of these things, I had this underlying belief that I wasn't good enough. I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't valuable enough, all of these things. And I took on this belief system of him as my own. Yeah. Pretty lonely place. This is a really empowering story, Tracy. And thank you so much for sharing this. My listeners are a lot in the similar situation or <clears throat> kind of, you know, right around that or could be more. Everybody has their own story, but thank you for sharing that. That's pretty powerful. That, that obviously took a lot out of you. Um, my biggest thing is thank you so much for sharing. So what would you say to someone that's on the fence, kind of scared, intimidated? Because when you start going to professionals and um, you have that barrier that, oh, my gosh, they're going to judge me. Now, you just told a story where you had to go do it. Now, how did you break your frame of thinking to think, hey, I got to do this? Obviously, it was your kids in your life and where you're going. But what, what took you to the next step? What would make you say to people to go get professional coaching or get you know a different avenue of coping mechanism? I I think I really feel that that a lot of people see this as scary work. And it, it scares, it does, it scares people to do that because you can't when you start to dive into um, that emotional side of things, um, a lot of people become fearful of that because okay, I've had somebody say to me before. Okay, I'm real, and I've I've called them out on it. Why are you holding back? Why are you just playing on the surface with me? When they breathe into it, it's because I'm afraid that if I go there and I open up that emotion, I'm not going to be able to shut it off. It's the vulnerability that everyone gets scared of, like hitting the points and learning. Because I know five years ago, I pretty much had, I would say, a mental breakdown in the gym when I was shaking and. I knew I had to take the next step and I wasn't scared because I'm to the point. And I think it's because I played sports so much. I really just didn't care what other people thought of me. And I just did what I had to do. Now, about four years ago, I had a major incident where I got assaulted. and It kind of underlined a lot of things that happened to me that brought a lot of vulnerabilities that I needed to get done. And I was so grateful that when I went to see a therapist, it was somebody that worked in the same workplace as me and understood what I was going through. And I think that's where you come at the forefront because you've been through things and you can relate and share your experiences and you can work on things. Like there's some things that worked for you and some things didn't. So it's a, it's a progression, right? Exactly. So in my life, I had, and who thought this out of high school when we were there because we're carefree. But here we go into the real life where mental health was huge. And going through my corrections, it was, okay, you got to be the tough guy. Okay, you fell off your bag. You know, wipe off your knees, no tears, get on with it. You couldn't show emotion. Everything's changing so abruptly now. And that's why I get into this. Because I've had people talk to me about this mental health. And 
I felt this was my best way of doing things to, to help people and to bring in people like yourself that have some experience and some, you know, education and some know-how to do this, to encourage people to take that step. And this is what I'm trying to do is, is encourage people. There is options out there. There's ways to do this. Yeah. And, you know, I thank you so much for developing this platform because, you know, I, people are suffering in silence. People have no idea and they may, <clears throat> like myself, I saw a counselor and I saw social work and it, it just, I, I could feel it in my bones, that little girl inside me, that person that I was, that, that, that carefree little girl who just wanted to enjoy life and be happy again. I could see it in the eyes of my kids, right? That's, that's our birthright to be happy and to be joyous. And I, I knew that I wanted to get back there. I had felt that before. And this people have no idea what is available and think that, you know, what society presents to us, um, you know, with, with mental health and physical health awareness and those things, you know, there is so much more that we can do on that emotional and that, um, energetic or spiritual level. And for you to uh, provide this platform to share this awareness to people is, is awesome. So I applaud you on that. It's, it's so amazing because uh, we do need to get the word out there um, that, uh, and I tell people too, when they come in, it's like, are you working with any, yes, I'm working with a clinical psychologist. I'm working with a counselor. I'm working with this person. I want you to continue to work with those people because what I do complements and it's going to, you know, to encourage it. And I really believe that it's time for every one of us to share. There isn't a person out there that hasn't gone through something at some point in their life where it's broken them down. And I, I feel that the, these stories, like your story, my story, I, I believe that it's, it's medicine for somebody else. And we have to share that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were looking at it as a lighthouse, you know, what does a lighthouse do? A lighthouse shines bright so that it can guide the ships safely to the shore. And I believe that that's what we need to do is every single one of us who has a story of not just surviving, but then turning it around and thriving with our holistic health, our physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health, that we need to line the shoreline and we need to shine our light so that, you know, if I don't resonate with somebody, then you resonate with somebody and somebody else, et cetera. We need to line the shoreline and shine our light so that as many people as possible out there in the world can safely find their way to shore because it is our birthright to be happy. It is our birthright to, to be joyous and live this life of absolute fulfillment and not to be stuck in this, this fear-based mindset or world. And I mean, that's just basically what we're trying to do here. I'm trying to do is get the word out there because I don't think one day saying, oh, that's, you know, talking about the big companies and how they just put out like, one day a year, it's, let's talk, let's not be silent. I honestly think it should be every day. This message should be out every day. And I think everybody should talk about it and not close off. And, and some people have this, how they want to be perceived or how they want to be, they don't want to be looked upon as being weak, but mental illness is not a weakness. I mean, 
I looked at Robin Leonard from the NHL who had severe mental health problems. He was an alcoholic on drugs, all this stuff. And on center stage at the awards, he declared he had mental health. He declared that he had to get himself fixed. Now he's one of the best goalies in the NHL just because mm-hmm. he fixed himself. I mean, that's the type of role models we need. Like, you know, and I think it's fantastic that he went and did that. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do, trying to get people to, you know, open up and that stuff. Now I want to get into another, I don't want to break up the discussion, but there's one thing that I would like to know with this type of coaching. Is there something available? Like as far as financials, uh, payment plans, like when coaches do this, is there insurance or how does that work with coverage? Yeah. So for me, I, I know that there is coverage for what I do. Um, I've been part of the APNN Association, which is the Association of Naturopath and Natural uh, Therapist Association. And I've been part of them since 2015 or 16, whatever it was. Uh, there's a lot of insurance companies out there that do cover naturopath therapy. So that was what I was always putting it under was a naturopath therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, a lot of people, and I think the insurance companies, there's been two so far that I, I'm aware of that only cover naturopath practitioners. So NP or NDs, not your therapy. And therapy is everything from uh, naturopath therapy is, you know, holistic nutrition. It's um, Reiki and energy work, emotional freedom techniques, all of that kind of stuff. So um, natural remedies, um, you know, that falls under that category. So yeah, there is. Um, I would really love to see um, whichever companies aren't on board yet to get on board (laughs) with, with providing that. Yeah, I think it would help a lot of people if uh, there was some kind of coverage or something like this. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about this earlier before we even went on to the podcast. Do you think coaching would be a benefit for high school along with guidance counselors? What's your Absolutely. thoughts on that? Oh, I, I, uh, I think that it needs to be accessible to um, even middle school. I think that because... And this is my belief, and this is why I feel that way. I'd love to see this become part of our school system because I'm, I'm such a firm believer in um, informed decision through education. I believe that the more information that we have, the better decisions we can make. But then it even goes farther than that. The first time that we ever experience anything in our life is between the ages of zero and seven years old. Mm-hmm. So we can experience a certain thing and then how people respond to us during that experience really starts to mold how we experience that same thing again, the next time around, the next time, the next time, the next time. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to personal identity, when it comes to standing in your own power and being your unique, authentic self, uh, for instance, myself, um, I've always been this um, animated, um, excitable energetic person that was always me um when I was a kid my parents used to put me in the front seat with my father when we were driving and going on vacation because I would talk for the entire time and that is unchanged Uh, my mom and my brother would sleep in the back seat and 
I, I really started to dim my light. And I, I believe that who I am in my true authentic self is where my superpower is, right? And what happened was middle school, high school, I really dimmed that light of who I was. So I started to become this shell of who I was because, oh my gosh, you, you're, you're hyper or you talk too much or you have too much to say or can you not sit still? Like these certain comments would start to make me feel uncomfortable about who I was. So then I started to become who I thought I was supposed to be. And I think that if we can integrate something like this into our school system and allow people to embrace their true authentic self. Yeah. And the other part of me is I'm an emotional person. I've always been an emotional person. Energy moves through me via emotion. Um, if I'm really, really excited, I cry. If I'm, if I'm sad, I cry. If I'm touched, um, you know, something really moves me emotionally, I'll get teary. And I used to really hide that as well to the point where it started to build so much frustration and anguish inside of me. Mm -hmm. Now I just accept who and what I am. And I think that part of the issue um, with our middle school and our high school kids is we need to know that it's okay to be who you are mm -hmm. because who you are is friggin' fantastic. Absolutely. And if we could put that in the school system, and if we could encourage kids to be their true authentic self, um, I really started to look into this with my boys because they have a different way of learning. And I believe that the school system is set up for our norm. Okay. Yep, absolutely is. And my boys are very much hands-on and our boy, my boys are, um, they have to, they're very kinesthetic. So they, they, they hear things, they see things, but in order to learn it, they have to touch, they have to be able to manipulate it. And I think that by integrating this into the school system as well, I think that it would also help the teachers yeah. understand yeah. that, okay, you know what, Tracy needs, you know, a bit more visual, like just listening because, uh, you know, I'm very easily distracted, right? So if something's happening over here, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, what did you say again? <laughs> right? So if I could have more visual, if they could have had more visual stuff for me, you know, in school, then there's certain subjects I would have thrived in. And I think having this stuff into the school system, middle school and high school, um, it would help the students to embrace who they are uh, as their true authentic self. And it would also help the teachers um, be able to see and help them maximize their full potential as their true authentic self. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think coaching would be a unique thing that could bring in along with guidance counselors. If guidance mm -hmm. counselors could give you the coaching um, yeah. or get coaching <laughs> for just coaches, that sort of thing. I think it would be fantastic mm -hmm. if we could have something like that. So my next question is um, with your life coaching, how has COVID affected you? The COVID-19 has it increased more for you or more? You know, I, I started to um, really notice with COVID is, and it's, it's interesting, and I'm glad that you brought that up. So we are so busy at being busy in our lives, okay? Mm -hmm. um, we're so busy being busy. And if, if something starts to surface, it's uncomfortable and we don't want to deal with, what do we do is we make ourselves busy and kind of, okay, 
let's, let's just get busy. Let's not think about it, worry about it. Let's just, you know, move on to the next step. What I see that's happened with COVID is COVID has forced people to slow down. People couldn't be busy being busy anymore. So all of this unresolved stuff started to surface. And I seen an incredible increase in anxiety, an incredible increase in depressed depression, but not at that, um, you know, clinical level of depression, right? Just being depressed and feeling down and I don't know what to do. And I don't know, I'm feeling so stuck. Um, I'm not getting along with my partner, um, that kind of thing. And I, I think that COVID provided an incredible opportunity for people to slow down, stop being busy, being busy, and to start doing that internal work on themselves. I've had a lot of people reach out that I've, you know, I've done Zoom meetings with them and talked to them on Zoom and help them reframe that thought process as those things that started to surface continued to surface and then they didn't know what the heck to do with all of this emotion stuff that was coming up because there wasn't anything out there anymore for them to be busy being busy. So distracting themselves from everything, distracting yeah. feelings and stuff. Yeah. We, so it was, we, we can get into that for sure. Yeah. So it was an awesome opportunity for people to start healing. Yeah. And reset, recharge the batteries, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Hey, I wanted to ask you about the COVID-19 and how it affected and your coaching and stuff just uh, just popped into my head. <laughs> so we're still still dealing with it and it's supposed to be a second wave. And, uh, and that's in everybody's mind is the fear and, uh, well, the unknown, I guess, mostly. I mean, oh. we were laughing. I was laughing at people that were wearing masks in China. We all were. Yeah. Now we're wearing them. Like, it's just... It's funny how things turn around uh, in different ways. So, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for for uh, doing this podcast with me. I mean, I've learned a lot from you. Of, you know, just getting stories out there. Appreciate your time. Such valuable, I'm sure, to you know get away from what you're doing, but to get the message out to people, I think it's great. I really appreciate you taking the time. I, I am absolutely honored that you asked me to come on here um, and to share a bit of my story, uh, to share what I do and what is available out there because I, I, that is part of my mission now in life is to empower as many people as possible to um, create a life that lights them up. Um, do you mind if I share something on no, here? absolutely yeah. no. Um, Go ahead. Uh, part of part of my mission as well with empowering girls and women um, and those that identify with being female in our community a couple of years ago I started something called the Women's Power Summit where I brought um, people together women and girls together people that identify with being women um, together in a safe place and let them know that they're not alone. And all the registration went back to Liberty Lane, which is second stage housing for um, survivors of domestic violence and their children. And it provided a platform for us to hear five speakers throughout the day. And then I would do um, some uh, tools in the afternoon so that you could hear the stories, see that there was, you know, 
okay, there, there's something else out there. I don't have to be suffering in silence anymore. And then some tools that you can take home to integrate into your life. And this year, I didn't think that I was going to be able to do it again because of COVID and I found a way. <laughs> so we're doing a very small platform this year, uh, less than 50, uh, doing a live event, but I'm also doing a virtual event for this. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, empowering um, our women. And for this, uh, it's called the Awakened Woman. So it's about empowering women and girls in our community to um, to get their voice back and to be in an environment where they feel safe, where they're accepted for who and what they are, and um, to know that they can make authentic connections with other women instead of, you know, constantly in that competition judgment mode. So it's it's a place to come together to be our true authentic self. And I'm super pumped about that. And I'm looking forward to taking this platform and then evolving it to our youth. I'd love to Absolutely awesome. Um, that's on your website, right? Because I did, I did explore it. You yeah, did have, you did it. Okay, that's on your website. And it's also um, on on Facebook right now too. I um, I haven't updated the website for this, but I do talk about the Women's Power Summit on there. Okay. Um, yeah, so well, you can shout out your Facebook if you want. Maybe my some of my listeners would love to get on the virtual. Yeah. So the um, the Facebook, I have to look it up. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, so if you go to, um, see, I just don't know these stuff off the top of my head. <laughs> so if you check out Women's Power Summit on Facebook, um, it's listed in there. Or check out Tracy Underhill Holistic Coaching, Transform Journey to a New You. That's my other Facebook um, page. And you can check out the website. I'll have that updated as well for people Um but the event is the 27th of September for the live event and um, early in the week, this week okay. coming, um, I'll be posting the virtual event for the Women's Power Summit, The Awakened Woman. So That's awesome. That's awesome. That's great. So basically you're paving it forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. No, thanks for sharing that. There's would be... I would think some women that would like to do the virtual or even do the other. So anyway, thank you so much, Tracy. I'm going to sign off here and uh, thank you so much for coming. Maybe I'll get you on another episode and we'll focus on something else. I would love that. Yeah. All right. Use me. <laughs> Let me share. All my right. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, chat lovers. I hope you really enjoyed that podcast. That was a pretty powerful one. I just wanted to personally thank Tracy Underhill for doing this podcast. I want to say that Tracy, in my mind, is a role model for a lot of women out there. A powerful, strong-minded, strong emotional, strong independent, passionate woman. And the world needs more of you, Tracy. And more like you. So to, to share her story to me and to the listeners here is pretty powerful. Just from where she went and how she built her road and travel and continues to travel, but in a more happier way. And you can tell by the passion she has in her coaching and the things that she's doing community-based to give women more of a voice in the world with her seminars and weekend retreats and different things that she wants to do to help women find their voice. 
to not sit in silence anymore. And this is what Chat Club is all about. Giving people a voice, a reason to live, a reason to exist, a reason to be happy that you exist. Happy in my life at the moment. And you need to find your happiness. And maybe a life coach is the way to go. Maybe the life coach can help you get over the hurdles. But being proactive in your mental health is the most important thing. And to find those positive things and the structure and different things that you can do. And the reason why I brought life coaching on, it seems to be the most proactive approach in conjunction with counselors or other treatment that you're having. But it can be another avenue to help you get over the hurdle. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. There's many more to come. This is Alan Hilcher. This is Chat Club. And I'll talk to you really soon.